And welcome to another fantastic episode. Why is this so fucking quiet again? <laughs> Hello, testing. Do I have to max out the gain again? It sounded fine, I think. You sure there's no switches on the back of the microphone? Normally they have like a little mode switching on the back. Testing, 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 testing. It's just strange because I can't, I, I can't hear myself. Like you hear me in the headphones? Yeah, not okay. as loud as before, but I do hear you. Okay, I'm just going to uh, max out the, the gain. Okay. Maybe turn mine down a bit too. There we go. Okay. That sounds better. Yeah, now you can hear me. I can hear you. Awesome. Okay, and welcome to a uh, another episode of um, stuff that I record. <laughs> I'm here with uh, my in-house IT professional. How's it going, Gord? It's going. It's, it's going all right. Yeah. He's here against his will. I've brought him here at gunpoint. I've been trapped in a leather couch. Let's talk about how Jonathan narrowly escaped this invitation. <laughs> he was in the car. You almost had him. It was very close. He, uh, I, I, I grabbed him by his, uh, by his shirt off his bicycle and, and threw him into the driver's seat. But you came out of your building just in time. Just saved by the bell. Saved by the bell, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for those meddling Jonathan, you would have, uh, I would have gotten away with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, we, we just had... Um, some very good white people food, which is, I think it's called HelloFresh. We got a pineapple veggie burger, right? It's called a Maui burger? Luau burger. Luau burger. Oh, God. Generic Hawaiian phrase burger <laughs> is what that was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's just shit on a culture. <laughs> it's like we're gentrifying Hawaii as we're eating a food. Really? Do we have to? Like in real time? For sure. Um... Yeah, man. Um, talking about a lot of different things. Squamish is insanely expensive. Insanely expensive. All I hear, by the way, mm-hmm. from people is, you know, I, 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 I tried to find, find a place. And very tough to find a place in Squamish. So what I ended up, you know, we, like, we go on Facebook, go on Craigslist. And um, just slightly. Yeah, we go on Facebook, we go on Craigslist. And, you know, you, you so few offers and every time there's an offer there's like 15 applicants like we've been to houses where they have a wait list of people waiting outside yeah. to see the place what's the what's the average rent for the area anyway for it's, like a one bedroom yeah for one bedroom it's like 1700 1800 okay so it's like downtown vancouver it's downtown vancouver except it's way out here it's way out here and everyone's climbing so you get the benefit of paying a lot of money without the cost of being in a good location it's kind of that that sweet spot <laughs> um, you've taken the uh the the words of wisdom of location 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 and just shit on them and decided <laughs> to go somewhere else but pay the same price absolutely uh, there you go. And, and and the way that i was so i, I called up a realtor and i yeah. was like hey what the fuck all right this is this is your fault and he's like hold it hold, hold on hold on all right look there's there's like ten thousand people that live in squamish so it's like there's no one here right is it really that small it's like twenty thousand people huh like we drove through the entire thing, yeah, yeah, and you were on your phone for like a second, and you missed all of Squamish. 
that's how that's how fucking tiny this this place is. Just for context in terms of size, so that we can get like a universal measurement here, mm-hmm. it's one Starbucks in size. <laughs> <laughs> that's one eighty thousandths of a Portland. Are you sure? Are you sure there's only one Starbucks? I mean, there could be two, but that's pushing it. <laughs> I doubt there's more than there's more than two. Like I can't. Where the fuck would the Starbucks be? Do we even have a Starbucks? In Squamish? I don't know where that would be. Maybe it's inside a Safeway. Yeah. This, this feels like the sort of place where they've got it inside a supermarket. That's true. We don't have Safeway, though. Ah. Which is fucked. Well, no. Safeway's for the pores. Safeway's for the pores. You only have Save on Foods, which ironically is more expensive than most other supermarkets. Right. And it's called Save on Foods. <laughs> yeah. It's more like Save on Face. Yes. Because you want to be wealthy. <laughs> don't want to lose face. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I went to the realtor. And you know what he told me? Hmm. He's like, well, listen, man, um, you know, it's really hard to find a place and, you know, it's just amazing here and all these people from Vancouver are coming to Squamish and so the rents are going up. Have you considered just buying a place? And uh, and he's like, it's going to be way cheaper and there's no risk and it's really low rates. I can get it 1.5%. There's no risk. (laughs) And so I start talking to him and I realize, like, we're in the heat of a fucking housing bubble here. It is the peak housing bubble right now for context uh, 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 a one bedroom in squamish mm-hmm. with a den the kind that you and i want to live in yeah. right like that kind of stuff yeah it's six hundred thousand. okay yeah seven hundred thousand, and that's not uh, again to me i guess in my my scope it, it it sounds relatively normal which is completely fucked that that's normal but you know if you're looking around vancouver for a one bedroom condo that's roughly what you're looking at and I, I, I get it. But then you're way the hell outside here. So. Exactly. That's what blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, who is buying these places? So th- then I realized that everyone around, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. they're all like very wealthy people. Yeah. Like there are not a lot of middle class people here because you just can't afford anything. Mm-hmm. We were looking at a place, uh, Cheech and I, that was really designed for one person and maybe like a couple. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the other den could be called a bedroom it's not it's it's a den it's a workspace yeah um and there was a girl there waiting to like go and i asked her just like hey what do you do and she's like oh i'm a social worker in squamish and i was just thinking to myself like she's a single woman Mm -hmm. she's a social worker she's like 30 years old she's been doing it for a year Mm -hmm. she's maybe making fifty thousand sixty thousand dollars yeah there's no way she can afford a twenty three hundred dollar oh my god yeah one bedroom and den jeez yeah and it's it's a pretty new building. And Are you it, sure that's what it's, she's making though? It might be a higher up administrative role. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're giving like twenty nine year old. Like she's very young. She's like yeah, yeah. our age. Yeah. Like if like I'm 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 giving her benefit of the doubt by saying she's older. Yeah. Um, but she could be even younger than that. Um, hmm. and uh, I think she even let it slip that she's making something a little bit more than minimum wage essentially. So she's probably making like between forty yeah. and sixty thousand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. But anyways, the point is, um, it's way over the top. There was a recently someone in parliament, like this Paul guy, you know, this uh, Quebecois conservative. I don't pay too much attention to the Quebecois. Yeah, or, or conservatives. <laughs> but um, he gave a speech that someone twittered me, uh, tw- tweeted, quote, he twote at me on, on the Twitter. And, uh, and he said, um, and in the speech, it was essentially describing how unlivable housing is. Yeah. And uh, the way they described it is that that, uh, apparently you're not supposed to 
be charged more than 30% of your income pre-tax yep. for where you live. Yeah, that sounds about right. So let's just take for context, right? If you made $100,000 a year. Let's do the math. I'm pulling up the calculator here. Well, okay. it would be 30000 Cord. <laughs> that's why I took the number 100 so that it would be easier for us. Um, Just in case you want to add some complications. That's why I didn't there. say, ready. In, in, like, hypothetically, if you made $27.9 million, like, no, I said 100,000 or 100. It's in the name. Um, so even if you made 100 grand a year, which for context, I believe the median household income in Canada is like fifty to sixty thousand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're making above seventy-five, you're in the upper. What was it? Twenty percentage of wage uh, wages in Canada. It's got to be more than upper twenty. It, but that's just wild, right? Yeah. That that's that's where it's at. Right. So if you make a hundred thousand, here's the context. Mm-hmm. Pre-tax, that's the that that's thirty k mm-hmm. pre-tax. Now you divide that by twelve. What do you get? Twenty-five hundred. Twenty-five hundred. Now remember. An apartment that's going for two thousand yeah. or twenty one hundred is going to cost you twenty five hundred once you include electricity oh, yeah, yeah. and the strata fees and whatever fees that might be associated with that place, mm-hmm. move in fee, move out fee. I, I don't know what it, what it is, but you know, if you, you that doesn't mean you can afford twenty five hundred dollar place. Now that's if you make a hundred k, and a hundred k is pretty good. Yeah, and you're already pushing it to live in Squamish. You're really pushing it, right? So. That's crazy. So the guy went on to say mm-hmm. that currently the average, um, he says in Canada, uh, so he says in Toronto, that percentage of how much people pay or whatever, he yep. says on average, it was like 70% yeah. or 65%. And then he went to, to Vancouver, which was the worst in all of Canada. Yeah. And it was 79%. Yeah. I, I, I've definitely seen that um, when I was first shopping around for places. Um, I asked uh, one of my sister's friends that I knew... Um, was renting in Vancouver. And I said, okay, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to get into details of your wage or anything, but what would you say is the percentage of how much you earn versus how much your rent costs? And, and I, when I was looking around, I was shooting for, you know, I wanted to keep it below 40%. I thought the 30% was a little bit extreme. And she said 55 to 60% of her income was going right to housing, not including utilities and things so living costs overall again not including food just having a space and having it livable with electricity water uh gas if needed and internet she's probably talking about post-tax maybe it brings it down to 50 percent. and that's the other confusion too is that there doesn't seem to be a clear consensus on whether people are considering the pre-tax or post-tax we have to consider so we probably should consider post-tax because if you're two people making 40k each it's different than if you're one person making 100k yeah. because one person making 100k might make less than two people making 40 yeah because the tax brackets and all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um i'm sure that number isn't entirely right but there, yeah it's like one I, person I making I, I 90 would think it would be just a marginal difference between the two well no one person making 90 and two people making 45 the two people making 45 would be netting like five ten thousand more well, 45 is just above the poverty lines so they don't really tax you very much at that point well that's my point yeah i, my, I see what you're saying i'm just trying to justify it in yeah my mind. but the question is like can someone earning 90k uh say that the that it counts towards the wife as well like is there any way to like spread that tax burden i feel like that's tax fraud <laughs> Surely, if that was the case, then people would be just having a stay-at-home mom and split their wage between two people. I'm fairly certain you can't do that, right? Unless you're self-employed, maybe. But hmm. the way my mom, my mom's self-employed at this point, and her tax situation is a. T- <laughs> Let's put it one way: it's a good thing that she pays for an accountant to do that. 
because it's complicated and and she gets texted a lot yeah like a lot a lot way more than you'd think for someone that is doing everything for themselves it's pretty crazy that uh that they don't have more tax breaks for people that work for themselves yeah seems odd yeah well, she should probably uh, incorporate in the Caymans and move everything to the BBI. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've always thought, well, what, 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 is, what at that point becomes the lower bound at which you can start to exercise some of these these loopholes that the rich exercise? Do you want to be the poorest person on the Cayman Islands? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Well, yeah, I, I'm I have... not even talking more about like the Cayman Islands, but removing any of your actual, re- reducing your income to zero, putting it all into stocks so that you have not much cash that they can, they, all these crafty little things that be, that the rich are doing, you know, can you be middle class and exercise these things to maximize your money? Or is that only when you're rich so that you pay the people to do it for you? That's a great question. And one thing that's forgotten, I think, in people in our age category mm-hmm. is that the government explicitly makes tax shelters for the poor and middle class that you don't need an accountant for. And that's in the form of the TFSA and the RRSP. Mm -hmm. The RRSP essentially lets you take money from your income and tax shelter it as though you didn't make that money in income. And let's take my case, for example. Sure. I'm allowed to put up to 20 grand in my RRSP per year. Mm -hmm. If I do that, that's 20 grand. That's not taxed at all, which roughly means the government returns me in the next tax year, just five grand. Yeah. Because that's that's the money they took in taxes for the twenty grand. Mm-hmm. Um, the TFSA, I think the current limit for people our age is like seventy five thousand overall. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's seventy five thousand dollars. And remember, it w- the way you calculate it is, you think of it as money in, money out. Yeah. So every time money comes into the TFSA, that's called a contribution. Mm-hmm. You almost never want to withdraw unless you're like buying a uh, house or like yeah. paying for something large. Mm-hmm. But the idea is, suppose you deposited seventy five thousand dollars. Over 10 years, it doesn't matter how you manage to do it, but you deposit it. Mm-hmm. If it doubles, triples, quadruples, it doesn't affect your contribution at all. So you could literally have $300,000 tax sheltered yep. over your life. And it's these things are specifically and explicitly there to help the poor middle class. Because, again, for the rich person, it's also going to be a $75,000 limit. For them, that's yep. nothing. Yeah, it's not enough. Exactly. For, for us, it's quite a lot. There, there's a book I've been meaning to read. I think it's called like the millionaire next door mm-hmm. and it's all about the millionaires and the people who have more than a million dollars of assets in America who got there with no tricks, no like invention or in crazy business, literally just put a little bit of money away, like built it over time, you know, made good decisions, didn't buy a Jaguar. Do you want some bubbles? Oh my goodness. Look at that. That's so cool. Huh. Is that like a, is that a Squamish weather pattern? It's so wealthy that it just bubbles here instead of rains. That's another thing, by the way. The number of happy, frolicking white kids that I see around. Like, I just see, like, these white, like, young mothers with their white kids. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. This is like a Hitler poster that I'm looking at. And i just so uncomfortable. I haven't seen, like, there are no Asians here. There are no Asians in Squamish. Yeah, there, there are no Indian people. There's well, like, it's really like you, you it's look It's funny you say that, but then again, from here, I can visually see a Sikh temple. I assume it's Sikh temple. It's okay, that's the where the white people go to feel like they're culturally diverse. Right. They go to the Sikh temple. There's just a couple of token Sikhs in there. <laughs> they're like uh, they're like lamps, just props that you, you, you put to, to, to give a little They've been color. placed there specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's... 
it's it's crazy. Like it, it it's a weird thing, but being in Squamish, I get the sense like I I walk I walk into a store and I feel like I am being transported in time because it's like an old white person working and she's like it's she's owned the business for a long time and it's it's like when you uh when you watch movies from the 90s you see a lot yeah. of that. you see a lot of that where it's just you know white people working in a store with white people shopping around home alone yes exactly that's that was, a great example oh, of that yes there's just like a like an old white lady working uh the till or whatever yeah and you're just like oh that's amazing that's so great uh if only we could oh, cause not you know, kill people <laughs> yeah <laughs> worms and fuzzies um, and here's the thing. Everyone here is white and they're progressive as fuck. Yeah. So progressive. Here's how progressive, right? I don't okay. even use Tinder. I just walk out with a Nestor's farmer's bag and I just walk up and down the street until women give me their numbers. They can't even, they can't resist. <laughs> yes, I sharp, shop at Nestor's and it is a hemp bag. Thank you for asking. I, I like, uh, I like a lot of this push for, uh, reusable shopping bags and paper shopping bags um uh what was it that that one that amazon bought uh whole foods whole foods oh, yeah. whole wallet um so they they i think they were probably it sounds like they would be the first to move to these big paper bags right uh, and it reminds me that that smug episode in <laughs> south park where no. yeah. where you know people would be carrying around their paper bags and in some instances you'd see them getting onto the bus um and they'd have it double bagged. Right. And, and and now, I suppose I'm maybe projecting a bit on these people. But I would imagine that if you were to ask them about their opinion of someone carrying a bunch of plastic shopping bags versus them with their paper shopping bags, they would think that they are doing the better thing for the environment by having right. their paper bags. Um, oh, because those plastic bags, they end up in the landfill and they're awful. And a dolphin eats it in the landfill or something. Right, That's right, That's the story right. I heard. But I, I love how... It's so it's so short sighted. It completely misses everything up until that point. They've gotten the bag as soon as it is in their ownership. That's when its existence starts. Nothing yeah. prior to that moment. Yeah. And so they have not considered that a paper bag or those cloth bags, you have to use them so many times to actually have them benefit more than just a single use shopping bag because right. of how energy efficient it is to make those little plastic bags. Right. They take so little energy and so little resources to churn out millions of them versus the paper bags that you got to you got to get the pulp. They're extremely water heavy. Um, and and it's just, it's funny that that's not generally considered. It's like it's like the whole argument against plastic straws. Right. right. Oh, we need to ban those because those are bad for the environment. Yes. But there's far worse evils out there than plastic straws. Wait, there's something worse than plastic straws. Yes. <laughs> what? 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 You, what you'd, speaketh of you? You'd, you'd never believe it. But there's whole cruise ships dumping from all stupid <laughs> ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. Th- yeah. I mean, you're right. Like paper bags. I. I don't think um, necessarily are that. Uh, necessarily uh, efficient i feel like white people are like you know that villain in a classic cartoon where he's always trying to do something and he just barely doesn't manage to do it 
Yeah. And like he's always like, I'm gonna block the sun out with whatever, like Mr. Burns character. Yeah, yeah. And at the end it's like, ah, oh, like they found a way around it and you I, my you, plans have been foiled. Your plans have been foiled. It's always like white people are just like, We're gonna get rid of straws and then at the end it's like like no white people, you fucked up. It's like, <laughs> damn it, I swear I'm all gonna save the planet one day. <laughs> nope, you just ruined it more and you gentrify the shit out of it and you suck. Yep. Um have there been any any looks into the um, the rapidly increasing cost of goods as a result of this? As in, people want to push for more of these sustainable packaging choices. Again, post-consumer um, sustainable packaging choices. I guess that's the terminology. Um, but let's say you know McDonald's had their their plastic straws, right? And they cost X amount per straw. Probably an astronomically small number per straw. Like right? 10,000 straws is like one Senegalese person's life. Yeah. A couple of sesame seeds for someone <laughs> in China. Right? Exactly. So, so if they move to the paper straws and paper bags and all these recycled materials that inherently cost more money. Right. Do, presumably they would just pass that on to the consumer. Why would they take a hit to their profits? Yeah. So I mean. Do you think that has there been a market like a a noticeable increase in the price of goods as a result of that? Or has anyone actually drawn that conclusion? Well, we can measure that. Uh, there's a special um, measurement tool called compare it to no frills and you'll know exactly what it should cost versus what it does cost. You're like, oh, is an avocado $11? No frills, like it's 30 cents. And you're like, fuck you, Whole Foods. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Don't, I'll, I'll fucking go to no frills. I will do it. It's across the street. Don't tell me this is sourced organically, all right? It's the same in no frills. It's the same. Um, no, I mean, Nestor's market, it's re- retardedly expensive. Oh yeah. It's like a small bag of like macaroni. It's like $22. It's uh, organic. Mm-hmm. It was made by small blind girls. It's like, why <laughs> are local, why are local blind people making my pasta? Just get a machine to do it. <laughs> like, it's not that I don't want them to have a job. It's just, this is fucked. <laughs> I was much happier when I didn't know who was making my stuff. Yeah. I don't want to know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, that, that brings me to a crazy story. When I, when I got here, I needed to find a table. That was one of the first things I had no table. Right. Um, Do you and still have, you know, oh, desk desk. Sorry. Ah, okay. Cause I was going to say you still don't have a table. I don't know words. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I need a hard surface thing. I need a chair that you can work on, so, so to speak, like a fridge, but you put a laptop on it and you type, okay? And it's not cold. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, what I did at first yeah. was I had my buddy Robin, and we, and I looked up online, and I was like, I'm gonna get a table, but I don't want to get some shitty, simple, basic table. Yeah. I'm gonna get a nice piece of wood, you know, that's like local. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look around. So we went to ten different places. None of them had anything. They had tons of different tables. I was like, all I want is a simple like metal frame, mm-hmm. piece of wood on top. What kind of what Jordan made? That. Yep. yep. But actually, I think I even either tried to ask Jordan or. Did you want Live Edge? Exactly. I wanted oh. something you know nice, and I was like, look, I'm willing to pay, you know, a grand, maybe a couple grand, if this is gonna last, you know, for the rest of my, you know, life. Like yep. this is the table that I use for my my like dream studio. Right? Yeah. Right. Sure. And so I looked around everywhere couldn't find it mm-hmm. couldn't find it literally had like fucking laundered cash in hand ready to go i was like this needs to leave my 
vicinity. <laughs> this is evidence. I need to get rid of this evidence. And um, I hope this is not all recorded. Should we cut this? Uh, yeah, that's right. fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, we're not interesting enough. No one we're cares. Not, we're not interesting enough. No. <laughs> if if you if, if this is the future and you're trying to find dirt on Aviv, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. And whatever you heard in the future of the past or whatever the timeline is, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> so, anyways, I have this laundered money in my my my, my yeah. hand, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to buy a table. I go everywhere, and I keep trying to explain to people, like, listen, all I want is just a piece of wood on four legs. Yeah. No drawers, no fanciness, no whatever. It just needs to, literally, it needs to mount those um those microphones. Yeah, and so that, it can't be, yeah. It can't be, like, too thick. It yeah. Can't, you know, that's it. At the end of the day, after 10 places, looking everywhere, having all the money, I go into Walmart, mm-hmm. and they're like, and I'm like, do you have tables? They're like, yeah, we have one table. I go there. It's $100. Yeah. And it's the perfect table. Yeah. And it's like, it's the exact what I wanted. And it's the only thing they have. And I was like, damn it, Walmart is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, it's very simple. Which is that. And there's like a picture of like a microphone on the table. And I'm yeah. like, fuck you, Walmart. And they're like $100. And I was like, 100 It's like disgusting. Like I was just talking to a lady. She's like, I could make a table for you. It'd be 1600 for the labor. Yeah. 400 for the lumber. 1700 to to help the blind kids go to school. <laughs> I'm just like that's fine. It's all just just put it in a thing. Um And then Walmart's like, "Yeah, it's $100." And I'm like, "I can see the blood of the children that made the table in the fucking wood." Walmart. <laughs> but I'll I'll take two. <laughs> so, it was just sad, man. Just yep. sad. Um yeah, I, I had a similar challenge finding the right furniture. Yeah. Um, I mean, Craigslist pulled through for some of that stuff. But yeah, sometimes finding just the right thing is surprisingly challenging. And yeah. I, I feel like you and I are, are pretty similar in the sense that we're not looking for the crazy amounts of embellishment. Just simple but high quality materials. And finding that is surprisingly difficult. Yeah. You're either going to get like cheap materials that make it look super fancy or you're going to get something with expensive materials but there's just so much embellishment on top yeah i i'm actually like i said i I do like the desk that you got that's 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 a really nice one the live edge i'm concerned about um i wouldn't buy it for myself Hmm. i feel like that's going to be a passing fad really why is that um i think it's just it doesn't. It's not very conducive to an efficient design, right? And so, it, this is kind of, this, this is not a right parallel to draw, but it feels like a waterbed to me, where it's like, hmm. oh, you've got something, and yeah, there's some benefits to it, and it looks super cool, and it's got these aspects to it. But then after a while, you realize, well, this this really isn't all that great, right? And and you've, uh, yeah, it, it's just it's it's got a particular look, but everyone's doing it right now and it, it to me it feels too much like it's going to be a fad everyone's yeah. going to say oh i want my live edge there's a lot of people doing that where they flip the the live edge into the middle and then they put some really tacky acrylic colored acrylic um in the middle and they make it look they call it like a river table that shit is just going to be awful in five years i guarantee it right it's, it's going to be terrible and if they use low quality acrylics it's going to get yellowed and stuff this you know, I'm actually inclined to, to believe you. I, I have I have seen a lot of Live Edge recently. Yeah. And um, yeah, there, there is an aspect to it where 
and 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting, but there's a difference between the the cheap live edge and the expensive live edge. What what Jordan's made with the the long bar, like that that that's probably something that's going to stick around for a while. It's it's not too strong on the live edge, but then you see the other pieces, the one the ones that I don't think are going to last. They're they're not, they're not going to last two years in terms of, in terms of the rigidity of the furniture. They'll last quite a while, but in terms of the style, it's it's going to go out really quick. And those are the ones where they take a cross cut. Mm-hmm. So not uh, not a horizontal uh, crosscut, but but just a you know, like a disc of a tree, right. right? And they just kind of they they don't even really treat it all that much. They just lather the thing in lacquer mm-hmm. and then snap three legs on it and say, "There's your end table," and it's twelve hundred dollars, right. right? Those just those thick lacquered pieces of wood. They're they're gonna they just I don't know. There's something about them that it doesn't look to me like that's a timeless design. Hmm. Right. If you want to see timeless wood designs, you look at something from a mid-century style. Right. Those ones, they they it really feels like it's the the epitome of what you can do with a nice wood, a nice wood structure that you've treated properly and you've designed very nicely, very cleanly, and it just will last forever because yeah. it's going to look the same and 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 it's you you can blend it in with a lot of different styles. If you got live edge, but then you try to go for a, like in my apartment, if I had just one random live edge piece in there. It's going to look out of place. Yeah. Right? It doesn't... It, you'd have to really go for that whole... Uh, if you know the restaurant, East is East. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, you you kind of have to go all in on the East is East. You've got some some blanket that you bought from a drug, a drug dealer at Wreck Beach, and you've pinned it on the wall, and you're never going to touch again. Calling out Danny pretty hard. Here. Oh, right. Yeah. Danny, Danny, his ears are ringing right now. <laughs> and we're also calling out Jordan with the whole, uh, the whole live edge table. Well, no, no, no. No. Like I said, Jordan's done... That that one there, I, I think that's quite nice. That, it's, it is so lovely. Yeah, that one is not because because again he he refined the edges, he he chamfered the edges really nicely. He you make he me so anxious with your hands around the mic like I this. know I'm going above <laughs> and below the mic. I don't because know where every to put time my... it hits the mic, you can hear. It. Is it going to be? No, no. Have I been doing that too much? This kind of yeah. yeah. Oh well, I, well I you it once. Yeah, and then I just hit it there. <laughs> you just hit it there, and I hear it like you're literally bumping me in the the ear. Oh, okay, well I'm gesturing. That's that's how I talk. Uh, the ideal podcast is one where people talk about the audio of the podcast for about 80 to 90% of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the listener. <laughs> so Welcome to the podcast. But, but going back, uh, yeah. Jordan Jordan's stuff is nice. I, yeah. I, I think that he, you know, what he's made is a good piece and that, that can stick around. I, I'm, I'm more being picky to the ones where they've got low effort into it. Yes. And, and, and then, of course, you can just look at that and say that's universal, right? Anything that is low effort is not going to stick around for a while. Mm-hmm. But particularly right now there's a lot of drive for live edge so of course people are going to be going for the cheaper style of live edge and then it's just not going to last so you either spend because jordan said he wanted to sell that bar for like three grand something like that and yeah he's not entirely off the mark with that with Mm -hmm. the quality of work that he put into it um but that's that's your bar that's that's the low that's right where you're looking for in terms of prices if you go someone says oh here have a live edge table and it's five hundred dollars yeah it's probably not going to be around you're not going to like it for very long i mean i was at home depot and i was looking at like a a, like a live edge like piece of wood they sell them yeah most of the stuff they sell though is pine right um and you want something firmer yeah you want you want a hardwood pine is a soft wood so again um you know you put something down too hard on it and it's going to dent the surface and then then you got to refinish it and everything. God damn it, Gord. How do you know 
everything. That's the problem. <laughs> I regularly have when I talk to you. I'm always like, hey, Gore, this is a nice cups. And you're like, yeah, cups were invented in Egypt. And I'm like, why do you know that, though? Like, who is telling you about cup history? Gavin made a really interesting point about this. Did um, he? Yeah, he said there, there's a lot you can tell from someone's YouTube subscriptions. <laughs> Seriously, though, I, I I I would definitely agree with what a, that. What a word of wisdom from Gavin. Yeah, right. The, the guy he's got he's got those moments where you go, there it is. <laughs> there is there is the Gavin we all know and love. Yeah. Um, but he makes a very good point with that. Um, and, and you look at my subscriptions. And I got a couple of fun things, and there's some video gaming channels. But then there's one in particular that I love. This channel. And, and it's fantastic. You can look up, let, let's find the, the past couple of videos and, and what topics that they talked about. And, and mind you, so everyone that does YouTube videos, they all have their, um, I can't type in. Here's the best part. You can actually play the video and then put it to the microphone. I, it, everyone can hear it. Well, what I was going to say is that these videos are 25 minutes long on okay. average. So 25 to 30 minutes. So you're not going to hear that. But so here, here, here's, here's what the last couple of videos were about. Um, a 25 minute video on hurricane lanterns and, hurricane. and why the, you know, the little gas lanterns. Right. And that went into the whole fucking history of lanterns and why they're shaped that way and how they work, where the airflow was going. And it's about a goddamn lantern. Right. Here's, here's another, here's another 25 minute video about extension cords right. in us households, why they're dangerous. Right. Uh, here's a 25, 25 minutes and 48 seconds exactly for these ones. About a little radiometer, uh, air conditioning, microwaves, the most mundane topics. But this guy does a great job, at least I think, about extrapolating it into excruciating detail about these technologies. And that's what I really like. And I think that's why I've got this sort of conduciveness to knowing a lot about a lot of subjects. Because that's the shit that I'm watching. You know, if I'm... I'm just going to sit down and eat dinner and watch a 25 minute video about dishwashers. Right. Yeah. And now I know everything there is to know about dishwashers. Yeah. So according to Gavin, I'm just like looking through my own feed just to see like what comes up. So there's <laughs> Joe Rogan denies vaccines work. There's uh there's a guy pranking a hot woman into doing something sexual against her consent. Then there's one about conservatives discussing lowering immigration. So I don't know if Gavin is a hundred percent right about the YouTube feed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds accurate to me. <laughs> but uh, so far we have, uh, yeah, we have definitely an interesting combination um, of things. So, yeah, quality, quality things, quality furniture. Hard it, it, to come by. It goes, it goes to everything else too. Mm -hmm. Quality food that you're buying, right? Right. Um, that That's an important thing. I think that has a lot of um, effects on your health. Right. right. If you're if you're going to the store and you're just constantly buying, you know, the bottom of the barrel bacon and sausages and just kind of throwing those in a pan and, and cooking them and and eating that with some cheap breads that has lots of high fructose corn syrup. So now we're calling out Gavin. Now we've we've switched from Danny and Jordan. To no, Gavin. no one's safe. Everyone's <laughs> gonna be criticized at some point. I will. Too. All right. I'm excited to go against Jade because she's the loveliest. So <laughs> it's always nice to take her down. <laughs> But, she's so kind. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna say. Um, if you bottom of the barrel foods, bo yeah, yeah, bottom of the barrel foods, but um, it's it's it just goes back to that larger argument of where it, it it's expensive to be poor, right? Right. Maybe you know. Okay, you're 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 not as you don't have as much money, so you have to buy the cheaper foods. 
probably going to lead to more expensive health conditions down the line right. that you have to that you have to manage, right? You're, you're eating, you know, Subway bread that <laughs> where, where was it in Ireland? They had to declare it cake because it had too much sugar. <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I think it was something like that. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's perfectly valid. There's just tons of sugar in that. That's awful stuff. <laughs> Right. I love the condescension of declaring something a different food. Yeah. Oh, this carrot is technically a popsicle because it's shit. <laughs> Europe Europe really loves to do that. They they love to nitpick on these very fine details and say, no, it's not that because we've declared that object to be of this threshold and you've exceeded that by one gram. Right. So now it's not bread. Nice. Now it's cake. Great job, so Europe. Fuck you, Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. This is definitely going to prevent the next Hitler, you telling us what fucking cake is. Um, yeah, when I when I heard that the whole TV tax you have to pay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I literally was like, can we please like throw some tea off a boat? Because this is bullshit. <laughs> there's, always, uh, there's always those jokes online that you see where people are, are making fun of people in, in the UK. Right. And they're like... You know, I go outside for a walk. I've got my walking license. <laughs> oh no, it's two. It's a two days expired. I get beat by a copper yeah. <laughs> with a little, little baton. Yeah, yeah, with little a little baton. baton. <laughs> a little cute baton. I always love those where, where people just make up the strangest licenses for things. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the, the the they do have the TV the TV license. Um, but you could look at that as a good thing because then again, they've got the BBC. Right. Which does produce really high quality content. It's my second favorite type of BBC, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I find it funny because the BBC is, is available for everyone in the world, but yeah, only but British people pay for it. <laughs> they're subsidizing everyone else's content. <laughs> this is like reverse. What's, what, what is it when they c- conquered all the land and then hurt everyone around them? It's the reverse of that. Colonization. It's reverse colonization. Like they're colonizing us with free good content. <laughs> <laughs> Look how impressive the BBC is. Don't you wish you were us? <laughs> no, I'll just keep consuming your content for free. <laughs> right, right. But but the BBC, it's it's, it's also like news. It's a lot of news. Yes. Uh, they, they, they're, yeah, I think they're just sort of a, an overarching, we, we kind of produce everything. And, yeah. and again, if you, if you were getting subsidized entirely, you do have that freedom to then do whatever you want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to go, you want to go spend, send some people around the world to go film animals over the course of 10 years and spend how much money? And then you produce, you know, uh, planet earth. And then some white guy in Canada pirates it and then enjoys it for free. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's just the way the world works. But hypothetically, if those two gentlemen that pirated that were sitting talking on a podcast, would they be criminal? hypothetically? Okay. Very hypothetically. <laughs> so hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy because now whenever I think of like an animal in the wild, I just hear a British voice in my fucking head. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no way to fucking think about the outdoors. Like British people invented being in the outdoors, and they're the least outdoorsy people. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you, you don't generally think when you think British people, you do not think camping. No, you, you would never see it. How can you even camp in the British countryside? It's uh, like you go out there. There's some grass and rain. And then you're in Scotland, and then they hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I love summing up an entire country into two things. Yeah, grass and rain. So is Hugo from Britain, UK? He's got the accent. He's got the accent. So he's from somewhere Europe. He's from he's from Europe. Just at large, right? 
something communism. That's what I get from him. <laughs> Sorry if my American education is <laughs> putting a damper on this conversation, Hugo. Um, uh, <laughs> I love that from Fox News. It's like, do we really want to be like communist Sweden? And it's like, Sweden's great. Fuck you, Fox News. Like, Sweden's just like nine foot tall, white, pure white, like uh, angels just skiing, eating shitty fish. What, what what's with what's with the Swedish and their fish? You've got the candy Swedish fish. You're like their candies have to be fish shaped for them to be to be happy about it. Abominable. You go to IKEA and you can find the weirdest fish based products at IKEA. Yeah. And, and and this is IKEA in Canada, and they still for some reason decide no no no. Here's this product from that I guess maybe is really popular in in Sweden. And we're going to go bring that over here. One of the things that my my mom loves doing this. She sees something weird on the shelf in terms of a food product and says, you know what? I'm going to get that. And we're going to stick it in the fridge. Try it once and then and then never going to touch it again. They have a graveyard fridge of expensive but really obscure items. Yeah. One of them is that Ikea stuff. And I, I forget the name of it, but it's it's a it's a tube, like a like those old style tubes of toothpaste in that sort of aluminum tube. Hmm. But it's filled with what I assume to be pureed fish eggs. Right. Or something like that in this thick paste. Yeah. And it's got this picture of this incredibly white blonde Aryan child on the front <laughs> with some of it like smeared onto a piece of toast looking very happy. Wow. So apparently they just spread like fish paste on toast and that's breakfast. Jesus. Or whatever meal. I don't know. Jesus Christ. So yeah, <laughs> with them and the fish products... <laughs> they they do they do like that. Um, seems like an odd sort of thing, but I guess that's what you have in Sweden. There's not much else there. I like the confidence of IKEA that they're just like, yeah, we're not going to rename anything. We're not going to translate shit. No, and, and 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 then when you try to, um, I find that their own staff uh, don't know the names of their products. Of course. Um, I went to go return a mattress. Yeah. Side note, you can return a mattress up to a year after you've purchased it from Ikea. Okay. It's completely ridiculous, not a product placement. Right. But that's completely crazy. You can go and do whatever you want with this mattress, and then, you know, 364 days later, you can just go, here, have this mattress back. Whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But... um, but yeah, I said, okay, well, I'm returning this mattress. It's, uh, I was talking to the staff. In 11 months and 27 days, <laughs> I think now I realize it is not the comfort that I would expect I from this establishment. Better. <laughs> I said, it's the Hillstead mattress. Yeah. And, and she goes, and then I had to say it once or twice. And then I think I, I found the product number and, and read that out because they didn't know that it was the, the Hillstead. Is it like with A with three dots or is it the S with the underlying? Neither. It's the J. Ah. H the H J E L L Hillstead. Oh, okay, of course. Because J is Y. J is Y. Y is silent. Why silence exist. is is violence? <laughs> so it's a violent mattress. <laughs> but yeah, they, they 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 love to go for that that whole thing. I, I wonder. I wonder what their marketing team thinks about that. Like, is that now sunken cost? Okay, we've been doing this for fifty years. We're we're screwed. We can't change it. People walk in here and start seeing, you know, couch, and they're going to freak the hell out and go, oof, I don't want to shop at Ikea anymore. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Coo? Cooch? Cooch? What the fuck is this? I can't understand it. I learned Swedish to fucking shop here. I'm not going to fucking unlearn the Swedish language. <laughs> 
You think it sucks to be Norwegian and shop at I- Ikea? Like the constant like, uh, we get it, Sweden. Yeah, yeah. You're a big deal. But I, I don't imagine people actually shop at Ikea in those countries. <laughs> you think they just go to the forest? Let's cut down some trees. And, <laughs> and then just snipe Russians out of the bushes. Is that what they do? In no, Nor- I- Norway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like it, it, it's just, it's such a large brand elsewhere. And it's so sullied their name that they're just very scorned with Ikea. They don't want to go there. Right. It's condensed them down to uh, a country that produces nice looking but incredibly cheap furniture right with with cardboard on the inside yeah it's kind of like how you know america exports so much democracy elsewhere that you know at home it's kind of boring <laughs> yeah. you know they, like, they don't try, want that mm, no, no, too no. much democracy yeah no we, 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 <laughs> we'll we, leave it for panama and <laughs> el salvador <laughs> For us, we'll just have uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All bow to your your uh, your wealthy overlords. Uh, yeah. Um. So, what was the the last tangent of a tangent of a tangent that we? Oh, were on? how the the fuck if I know? Yeah. I was just hoping it would continue shooting off to the side. I was gonna say that the marketing team for IKEA is probably not even called the marketing team. Probably called like the marketing fluven team. <laughs> and then, and well, if you want to find out, you know what you can do. There is an IKEA name generator. You can put in your name, and it will generate an IKEA name for you. Hmm. Go, go figure. Because apparently, and there's not only one. There's multiple of these. Because right. apparently, it's it's well, such a thing. Um, my guess is that I- IKEA just has an API that like calls that when they have a new product. No, I, I think someone, uh, oh, look at this. There's a whole website for just every IKEA product. That's crazy. Anyway. But, but isn't it the case that IKEA names products after like things in Sweden? I don't know. Like for example, they'll just name it after like a city or like Sanda. a thing. Baz, Brasa, Skimra. I like to think that they're just the most generic. Like if you were to actually translate those names, it would just translate to the most generic name for that product. Like broccoli chicken with rice or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> not not incorrect. Like where people get like something tattooed on yeah. in in the uh, in the, the you know um, like the Chinese alphabet on their arm, yes. and it's it's like broccoli chicken with rice. <laughs> This means mother because my mom passed away and blah, blah. It's like, dude, that says Kung Pao chicken, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it says four ninety nine. <laughs> it says extra sauce on the side. <laughs> I'm sorry about your mom, but this, <laughs> this is really inappropriate. It's borderline racist. <laughs> yeah, permanently tattooed above your asshole. Like, is this the right... This is what your mom wants? <laughs> Sorry. Think of it that way, though. You could go to a restaurant, just roll up your sleeve and go, that, I want that. <laughs> Which would be efficient as fuck. If you, like, were living in China, just tattoo all the things you like. Yeah. Um, my sister had a friend that went to Japan and kind of did something similar to that. She carried, she carried around a board that she had translated, you know, one thing, and that was she was vegan. Now, uh, if you've ever been to Japan, that's not going to fly very well. No. They... For for how well-sized their population is, yeah, they eat a lot of very unhealthy foods. Lots of meats and, and noodles. Yeah. And, and I can only imagine what a nightmare it must have been to say, I can have no animal products in this food. 
I don't even think they do sex without animal products. <laughs> that's, that's how bad Japan is when it comes to veganism. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine. That would be tough. Mm-hmm. It'd be very tough. Yeah. It's a comfortable uh, setup here, huh, Gord? No. Not really. <laughs> um, you can actually try to... Oh, never mind. <laughs> don't don't do that. No, I wasn't planning on. It's more just the, the tilting to the side. I'm, I'm retarded. Tell us something we don't know. It's, it's right. a shame. You know, you, you can you can do the lumbar with the chair. You can do the seat. You can do the headrest. But there's no shoulder massage. There's no so- shoulder massage. I mean, what kind of a fool are you taking me for? I sit on couches that only give me so- shoulder massages. Did you see my Math is Universal poster up there? What do you have that one? It's in my room. I, I, I can see it, but you can't. Yeah, I just kind of clumsily put it up there because it's... They, she didn't want me putting any uh, nails into the thing, so hmm. the only places to put art were here. Oh, right. So um, there was already stuff there? Say again? There was already, like, mounting yeah, spots yeah, there? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Um, I, um... Speaking of art, I still have debates with my with my uh, buddy Anton Lukashov about NFTs, oh, that's right. yeah. and I keep telling him like they're they're stupid, it's worth nothing, and he's like, "Well, it's great," and 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 we have like several conversations now, and I've recorded it. It's on it's on the fake podcast because I'm not going to let him get on the real podcast twice, <laughs> and um, I I told him I'm like, "Listen, man, I've like how much money have you made in in NFTs?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Dude, I've made like two thousand dollars." And I was like, well, you didn't cash out. So for, yeah. for starters, it's probably not even 2000 <laughs> Like every day that goes by, it's like $100 less. Um, but then I was like, Anton, the art that I've bought from you is more than all the art you made in NFTs. I'm your number one supporter and you shit talk me <laughs> and argue with me. <laughs> like he's, uh, I, I, just, I just found it funny. What, why, why, is he, why is he so strong on them? What, what's his... Surely, when you're you're talking about this, there's one argument that he's going back to. Well, so th- there's there's two sides. Yeah. There's the best argument he has, and mm-hmm. there's the number one reason why he's compelled. Okay. The number one reason why he's compelled <laughs> yeah. is because he's a digital artist, right? And he stumbled on essentially like snake oil that told him that digital art is now going to have a secure place in society mm-hmm. where you can be a digital artist, and it's as simple as like you just upload a JPEG and you can sell that to someone, and it's great. The problem is that it's snake oil, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's a great, like it's a it's a serious problem that merits being solved. That's not the solution for it, mm-hmm. and that th- that that's why he's compelled. I mean, and it makes sense, right? So here he is. He's 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 making this digital artwork like this, yeah. right? You look at it and you realize that incredibly intricate requires a lot of time. And the question becomes, how do you sell it? Mm-hmm. Well, one way is you can put it on a very fancy print and then sell it as a framed print, which is yep. what I have. Yeah. Um, but another way it would be great is if you could just, again, like sell it online and he hasn't found out a way to do it. And NFTs have been making him some money. Not a lot to be clear, yeah. not a lot. Um, and it's, com- it's almost entirely evaporate. Apparently NFTs are down like 95%. There's the, no surprise there. Yeah. The NFT market is like gone. Quickly. Well, yeah, again, it's a, it's a, it's a fad. It was like Beyblade and Yu-Gi-Oh. Right, kids are excited and revved up about it for two months, and then it all vanishes after their parents have but sunk a bunch of money into it. Yu-Gi-Oh was like years; it's like a whole childhood. Not my high school. No, <laughs> that well, was elementary school. Actually, well, Beyblade, even Beyblade, it's like yeah, it's like years and years. Like with this, we're talking about like 
two months. <laughs> like we're it's really quick. It's just a flare. Poof. And it's gone. Bright and, and, and yeah, beautiful. And then it just, it's just completely gone. Beautiful. That's a strong word. Yeah. It's kind of retarded. All, all of the paintings that sold are always like Bitcoin and Ether related. It's yep. always like Satoshi Nakamoto and he's like murdering the American constitution or something. It's like, oh, it's so deep imagery. Oh, it's so Bitcoin better than America. You know, <laughs> and then it's like, I'll pay a billion dollars for it. <laughs> and it's like, who are you? And it's like, don't ask questions. <laughs> and it turns out it's the guy paying himself because he's money laundering because he's helping the North Koreans help this fucking Soviets move tanks into fucking Lebanon. <laughs> and it's like, art is so exquisite. It can, what what is the value of a painting? I don't know. Like serious liberation, I guess, is the value of a single <laughs> NFT. <laughs> but I don't know the technology that well. <laughs> um, what's great about my podcast now yes. is I get, I get called out by people, yeah. and it's hilarious. They call me out now. This is this is fame. Oh yeah, yeah. And people just some Start. random guy on the internet is just like, "Fuck you, buddy." And I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Mm. Mm, I, I I live for this. That 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 really is a thrilling moment in, in anyone's life when 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 people start calling you out for stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. I love that. Uh, you, you get you get a, a small you, you get your 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 little free dose of crack with that with video games. Yeah, where, where you play, you know, you're on a losing team and you're playing and. Most of the time, doing pretty well, but if the team's failing, the team's failing, there's nothing you can do about that. Um, and, and people start yelling at you. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And and, and the, the game I'm playing right now, it, it, it ranks you. So, you, What are you, you playing right now? Sorry, Overwatch. Okay. I, 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 I played just that one game because video games to me are, I want to sit down for an hour, feel like a superhero, and then have some people yell at me and then get up and go, go on about my life. Right. right. And that, it provides that. Isn't nice. that your job though? Is like people yell at you. You're a superhero. Ah, see, see, but but in in this instance, they're not yelling at me necessarily. They're yelling at their desktop. Yeah, they're they're yelling at their own their own problems. See, those are the best ones where where you can say, oh, well, it's not our product, so you got to go figure it out, and they're they're all upset. But right. anyway, so with this, um, it gives you some little rankings at the bottom, mm-hmm. and and you get you know there's there's couple of stats i think it's six of them that it that it checks and you can either get no medal bronze silver or gold and that's your ranking within your own team in that particular statistic they had the same in dota yeah yeah so so you have a pretty good so and the thing is that's not you can't see it for other team members only for yourself so you can gauge your own performance pretty well so if you're playing a healer and you have gold healing and maybe you know another gold stat okay so you're doing your role relatively well right, right. in the scope of that and so it's it's very satisfying when people are upset and they're yelling at you and you just, you know, open up that screen and you take a look and gold. No, okay. So you're just blowing out your ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> your arguments. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yes. And I think it's a very, very common feeling too when, when you're you're making some statements and people are, you know, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, the, the the one that I like the most now mm-hmm. is that you have fucking idiots that entered cryptocurrency in like a month, like like last month. Yeah. And they, they listen to podcasts and, and what they, they, they respond online. They call me out. They're like, yeah, well, that's just because you don't even know what Bitcoin's about, man. <laughs> that's because you're just a no-coiner skeptic. You didn't even you don't even know what it's like to send a... And I'm like, bitch, I've been on the fucking Lightning Network with Gord's help since 2017. Go fuck yourself telling me that I don't fucking know Bitcoin. It's like, fuck. 
There's yeah. been a lot of that too recently. Um, how does he worm his way into every conversation? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Mm. Every um, conversation is about him. Fucking megalomaniac. Um, ever since Trump left office. Oh, that's right. You yeah. make a very good point. It, uh, as soon as as soon as one asshole disappeared from the scene, the other one takes the reins. It's like prison. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, with him, uh, what was it? Um, that joke is funnier with the context that we were watching Big Stan earlier, which is a comedy about where the premise is that um, Rob Schneider, derp de derp, doesn't want to get raped, derp de derp, but he's going to prison. And it's not going to be fun at all. Derp de derp de derp. Yeah. Anyways. So um. Sorry. Yeah that that whole uh the t- <laughs> the Teslas and tunnels project Teslas that and happened tunnels, right? in LA. You you heard about that? right? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we were was... talking about this last time. Remember? Well, because it, it's so much fun to to talk yeah. about. It, it was it was hyped up so much with oh, tons of CGI, and it failed miserably. And yet. The whole way through, there was no shortage of people that would defend it. They, they would die on that anthill. Yeah. They would, they, that was, that's where they were, you know, this is the future. Yeah. Tesla's in tunnels, which pre- previously was some impossible CGI train moving way too fast and all this crazy city infrastructure. You, 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 you can pick any aspect of it and say, this is completely ridiculous, right? We're going to build car elevators into city streets, right. right? We can't even build city streets properly. Yeah, they're like it, potholes. It, yeah. You can't figure out how to fill a fucking pothole. And all of a sudden, we're going to have car elevators in what city streets. What if rockets could just take our Teslas <laughs> to the fucking thing and then it would propel us through a catapult? It's like, fuck you guys for, for being hyperbolic. But I think people who shill that should just call Elon Daddy Elon and just say, look, Daddy Elon's going to build the thing. And then we're like, okay, we get it. You think he's the savior. Okay. (laughs) And you think Daddy Elon's going to do these things for you. We don't look at him like that because it's not a weird sexual fetish for us to talk about uh, infrastructure. So, <laughs> well, I like talking about infrastructure. I just like talking. About... Don't, don't get me wrong. There's another one of the YouTube channels I follow is oh, is, is just fuck. people bu- people talking about like infrastructure projects. Of course, very mundane topics. Love right. them. Just love them. Yeah. I will watch those for the whole day. Right. You know, if no one's coming over, I'm all in my lonesome. Yeah. In my fancy apartment. Woe is me. Well, the smallest violin. Uh, yeah, no, I'll be watching. Gorge of an amazing apartment. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get the chance to get to, get, to visit Gord's apartment, visit Gord's apartment. Cali. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I actually feel terrible about. They, I promised them. Oh, has Cali not visited the apartment? No. Oh, is it because and, you you voted him last on the people you like in the house? You showed me that list earlier, and I was like, "Wow, that's so crazy!" You have a list, Gord. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that was not the point <laughs> of that list. That definitely exists. <laughs> Gord's like, I'm gonna have my fucking legal team <laughs> sue of Eve. <laughs> Texting him right now, getting over here. <laughs> you start the litigation like, process. Callie, don't turn on your TV. Okay, don't believe what they say. <laughs> he's, in, he's, he's in. He's in. He's in. Driving cattle land. There's yeah. No TV out there. Apparently, Danny's been bitched out every time he pulls out his phone. Um, what does that mean? Uh, they call him a tourist. Like Danny, Danny's like, they're out there doing that thing at Hugo's. You know about that, that trip they took? I, I know that they went to a farm or something. Yeah, they're driving cattle. Okay. Driving and cattle. And also, this is, this is why I was confused when you, you asked where Hugo was from. Yeah. Before, I would have said, yeah, Britain, somewhere, UK. 
He's got the accent. But, 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 now they're in driving cattle land. Um, and that's Hugo's family that they're visiting. Right. Right. So it, it's a, same thing with Callie, where he's Scottish, but then inexplicably also a, like his family's in Vancouver. Same thing with Jonathan. Like he's British, but all of his family's in Georgia. In Georgia, too. That's sneaky, the weird... sneaky motherfucker. I've heard his family talk. His mom sounds like posh British lady. Yeah. And she's actually got the posh accent. Which yeah. Which is pretty funny. Um, oh, went too far off tangent. I forgot where I was going. Um, but, oh, yeah. So so they're over there. And, you know, they're, they're, they must be in a very scenic area, I'm sure. Um, it, again, driving cattle, lots of expansive land and everything. Probably looks very nice. And every time Danny pulls out his phone to take a picture, they call him a tourist. <laughs> they call Danny a tourist. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who like... like I, I guess the... The, the locals? The, uh, well, whoever's farm they're on there. I can't imagine they're like surrounded by people. Like They must be quite alone. Yeah, but it's someone's farm. that They're, they're not just there on their own, right? There's Aren't the people they on, that, the, on the family? Like family? Yeah, the family farm, but I think the family is there too. Gotcha. And so they're, they're kind of showing them, here's how you drive cattle. I don't know why I keep on harping on driving cattle. Yeah, and why are they doing this? Why uh, would they spend 10 days or whatever it was? I mean... Two weeks. If it was less time, I would go. You would go to to be on a farm and drive cattle? Yeah, why the fuck not? Because anything else? <laughs> yeah, but you're I don't out, know, like, you're out be nature. alone and cry in your room? Like, I, like anything. <laughs> like, driving cattle. Like, I, I, like uh, some weird thing, like watching your food slowly walking around. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get the, and it's like Alberta. Like, it's like, but where is you, it? Why would you want it? Sorry? It's Alberta, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like just over the border, apparently. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel just Alberta is just trucks. Yeah. Just and trucks. Cows. Trucks and cows. <laughs> you know, that's it. You gotta, you gotta accept that you're going to marry, you're going to marry a cow and you're going to have, also there's cattle there too. <laughs> all right feminism ha, ha, ha. very good um yeah um mm, topics 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 let's answer some questions from our fans uh, let's check we have no messages let's see here um dear Vive, love your show why do you well, do you actually have questions i'm just i'm just making them up okay on the fly Right. Okay. Mostly just anti-Aviv stuff that I've written down in my own <laughs> journal. <laughs> Dear Aviv, fuck you and fuck this. Everything sucks. No one talks to me anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, the housing market. Uh, wow, that's where we started. Yeah, we started there. I will say it's fucked because when I was talking to the mortgage mm-hmm. broker, yeah, because I was referred to a mortgage broker from a real estate agent, and I was very attentive. Mm-hmm to how they were pitching mortgages to me. Yeah. Because to pitch a mortgage to someone based on the fact that rent is expensive yes. is a terrible reason to buy a place. Yeah. Uh, t- awful, you know? Yeah. It's like saying, oh, well, this this uh, hot dog is pretty expensive. Well, why don't you just buy the franchise? Yeah. Because <laughs> then the hot dog will be cheaper for you. Yeah. It's like, no, because then you have to fucking run a franchise. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't possibly... I, I would love to buy at some point, but buying at this point in my life, man, I don't know what the hell's one year from now. I have very little idea of what it's going to look like. So if I get if I buy a place, I get locked into that. Yeah. Which means 
you know, if I want to go work somewhere else, good fucking luck. You got to go sell the place now. Hundred percent. And 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 that's the thing, right? So what they come, what the mortgage broker told me, yeah, is she immediately said she's like, listen, you know, the the, the mortgage is cheaper than your rent. It's like two thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be renters. So even if you don't want the place, you can just rent it. And it's funny because she just, the way she came across, she mm-hmm. was like, oh, 1.5% interest on your mortgage, which is insanely low. Yeah. Insanely low. Of course, it's variable for five years, which yeah. means you're fucked in the ass if, if the economy changes. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and and she just made it seem like there's no other way and it's just so obvious. And that, That's your fucking idiot for not buying. Yeah, like why wouldn't you buy? I mean, like it, worse comes to worse, you just rent it and just triple your money for sure in three years. Like yeah, right. why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> and it's like, hey, have you ever heard of uh, manic episodes in the economy? Because this is what a mania is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, so so what w- what's your idea of what a correction is going to look like? Well, so uh, so. <sighs> I don't know about anything that isn't crypto, which is to say that I know nothing because <laughs> crypto doesn't constitute knowledge. <laughs> and keep talking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab another drink. Oh, yeah. Uh, let, let, uh, let me grab you a drink. Wow. Look at this. So you don't roll my fucking microphones. What am I doing to your microphone? <laughs> nothing. I'm just a fucking microphone cunt now. <laughs> That's what I've become now. The other beer is for you, right? Or did you get those just for me? Um, you know what? You don't want um, one? Yeah, I'm, I'm alright with this. Alright. So, if you like that. I do. That's a good sound bite right there. Man, you could you could go put that on a on a stock sound bite website. What? Can crack and open I just made. You're oh, gonna yeah. like that. You go you go listen to that in post processing. Yeah. You're gonna enjoy it. It's very ASMR. Totally. I might have the beginning of every episode just be like, hey, everyone, let's talk about how immigrants are ruining this country. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, but actually kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. Right? Just a really high quality sound of just a can cracking open. Yeah. But I I think some, quite a few YouTube channels have that. You just don't notice it. That's where. I'm fairly certain, yeah. 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 That we're not the first people to think of that idea. (laughs) (laughs) What if we made sounds and then recorded them? (laughs) Um, No, totally. What the fuck were we just talking about? Oh yeah, housing bubble. So yeah. here's the thing: mm-hmm. the, the the nature of a bubble. Yeah. Robert Schiller talks about this in his book, um, Irrational Exuberance. He's a Nobel laureate in economics from 2013. He jointly won it with Eugene Fama for his work on like irrational markets and and uh, efficient market hypothesis. And what he says is that a typical uh, typical markers of a bubble is when people can't imagine an asset not appreciating. It's a very important thing. So you ask someone Mm -hmm. and you say, can this asset go down? Mm -hmm. And the answer is always yes. There's Mm -hmm. never an asset that can't go down in value, right? You can think, what about gold? Of course, gold can go down in value. What about homes? Of course. What about land? Anything. Water can go down in value, right? Anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to this guy, uh, the real estate agent, Mm -hmm. and I asked him, about like, you know, like it's it's a bit of a bubble and like I was like, oh, you know, these, these houses are really expensive. He told me, he's like, yeah, but I can tell you from experience, they're only going to go up. It's never going to go down. Like he, he told me this, he didn't say it in exact words that are, are arguably financial, constant financial advice. Yeah. But it like the insinuation is, there's no unclarity there. It's, yeah. it's very clear. What he meant to say is 
things only go up. Yes. The demand cannot go down. He's like, I'm only talking about Squamish, but that's what I see here. Mm-hmm. And I get it because from his perspective, it's a little beautiful valley and, and, and more people are coming here and everyone's white and there's Whole Foods and there's a fucking Nestor's Market. And that's great. What he doesn't realize is a downturn in the economy. I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> like you think people are going to want to be near the skiing and near the rock climbing and near the kiteboarding in a recession. Basically just a giant valley of luxury sports. It's just a giant value of luxury. Yeah. The, 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 the big thing is that people are buying houses now with only the intention that it works out if the value of the houses go up. Yeah. At this point, like here's how we know there isn't a bubble in fucking sneakers and there is a bubble in houses. Yeah. When you buy a pair of sneakers, you ask a simple question. Can I afford it? Is it going to be useful for me? Am I going to enjoy it? Right? And people will still spend $400 on a pair of sneakers or $500, $600, $700 on a pair of sneakers. Yep. But on, in almost no instance is it the case that people genuinely believe those sneakers are going to be worth more later. It is purely on the grounds that they're buying a pair of sneakers, they're wearing them, and then in a couple of years, those sneakers are done. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Yep. And with houses, it's very different. Because if I if I go to someone and I'm like, listen, you're gonna buy this house, and I just want you to imagine that you can never sell it, like it's it's just for you. Like you might sell it and you might get seventy percent of what you paid put in in total, yeah. or sixty percent. Do you do you buy it? Right now, the answer for almost everyone is no, mm-hmm. because they're fucked if that if that if that's the case. Yeah, and um, you have all these things. The mortgage uh, broker was immediately like rattling off about like special mortgage plans where I can put less down payment. And have a smaller payments over a longer time. So, like, again, she's she's trying as hard as she can to, you know what I mean, like, make this riskier and riskier, right? Now, yeah. it sounds good now, but again, you turn the interest rates up a little bit and you have this negative spiral. How did the housing market go down? What happened was everyone was over leveraged. People started to default. Defaulting means they couldn't pay their mortgages back. Mm-hmm. Those houses then go on the market. Then the market is flooded. Flooded the market price goes down when the price of housing goes down it, everyone starts everyone to starts to sell because their houses go down and they default on the mortgage because the bank's like listen you owe some million dollars your house is worth seven hundred thousand yeah the fuck are we supposed to do we're gonna fucking sell this house right now get the fuck out of this you know pick up our losses we can't afford this house going down to four hundred thousand yeah you know there's a lot of i mean yeah I, I i can see that that's that's very much my parents situation yeah they have they have completely come to terms with the fact that house is their retirement yeah right if it pops <laughs> there goes the retirement right that's a scary prospect yeah but it's the real but that i i'm i I imagine in no small percentage that's what a lot of people in vancouver are doing they bought into the market early it's gone up huge amounts they've realized oh well look at this we can just use this house as our our retirement yeah and maybe they'll get out on time and get lucky and they'll they'll live all happily ever after um, but there's going to be so many people caught up in that. Yeah. That just, they lose it all. Yeah. It's tough. The, the, the important thing is that it's the paper wealth, right? Because yeah. on paper, everyone's very wealthy. Like when one ha- house is bought in a neighborhood of 50 houses mm-hmm. and that house is bought for 20% above market, everyone in that neighborhood on paper just got 20% richer. Yeah. And this is fake money because it's not to say that all of them could have sold the house at the same time. They can't. Yeah. Right. It's just that one house was sold. So how does this go down? Well, unfortunately, the way it goes down is there's an unwinding of the leverage. Apparently, this is this is a, a fact I came across lately. 
since the start of the pandemic, in the first year, yeah. 12 months of the pandemic, for people in our age category, 25 to 35, mm-hmm. 10-year age category, 25% of them bought their first home in this year. So, and apparently out of that, 60% already regret it. <laughs> In, in just one year. Do you know where that's from? I want to look that up. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious. I just read it from some Redditor online, so it's pretty much fact. But <laughs> um, I would actually, I I very much like to see that because yeah, I, I that was that was a hot thing at the time. Uh, I I think it was even proposed to me directly when I was talking about moving out uh, with some some of my coworkers, and and they'd said. You know, why don't you just go by? You know, well, one of them lives out in Berquitlam. And I, I think he pretty much said, well, you know, if you're spending all this money on rent, you know, go just go buy a just go buy a condo in Berquitlam. I would have regretted that so quickly. Okay, so it looks like I have a different stat here, which means to say that it was not correctly relayed on Reddit. Um, <laughs> so the Royal Lepage survey, nearly half of Canadians aged 25 to 35 own their home. One quarter of those homeowners have purchased a property since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, so they're still... Okay, I can see how they got to those numbers. So 52% say remote work has increased likelihood of moving further from employer. Highlights 68% of non-homeowners aged 25 to 35 intend to purchase a home within five years. 72% of cohort feels confident in their short-term financial outlook. 40% of cohort... By the way... Who the Se- hell are they asking? I didn't get asked these questions. Yeah, so, so yeah, 72% of cohort feels confident in their short-term financial outlook, which means 28% are, what, suicidal in their financial outlook? Like, what, like it's short-term. They're, they're fi- they're, they're- <laughs> it's like the next week. What do you mean you're not confident? Like, what, do you, do you don't have a phone? You don't have someone to fucking call? Jesus. Well, I mean, Yeah. Tap, tap, tap. Anyways. Um, yeah, so a lot of people are buying homes. And you're right. When you said that your coworkers are immediately pushing you to buy, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, why aren't you buying? Yeah. Oh, are you buying? Like I mentioned that I'm living in Squamish. And they're like, oh, you bought? You bought a place in Squamish? You bought a place? Uh, yeah. No, I'm fucking renting. Okay? I am proletariat, just to be clear. Not bourgeoisie. Okay? <laughs> I'm picking a side. All right? In the class warfare. There's this weird illusion people have that buying is... This is where rational exuberance come from. Mm -hmm. Buying is always good. It's always an investment. It always goes up. Renting is stupid. What are you, an idiot? You're renting? You're just burning your money? No, I'm not burning my money. I'm fucking living and taking no risk. (laughs) What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. Like People don't realize that all the risk is... Being a landlord is tough. Being a la- uh, buying a property is is, is hard. Mm-hmm. The fact that the returns are so extreme means the market is already flooded, and yeah, no one knows what the future holds, mm-hmm. right? Um, with a place like Squamish, unfortunately, it's v- it's a very micro example, but it literally could be fueled by a, like like a tenth of the wealthy people of Vancouver, mm-hmm. right? So, in other words, if you shrink the wealth, the wealthy class of Vancouver, like the developers who uh, I'm talking about people making, I mean, I'm, I, mean, I don't know what the average income of, of a household in Squamish is, but I'm guessing it's like 150000 mm-hmm. per, per per house. Average? Yeah. Or maybe like 120000 yeah. Like two two parents both making money. Yeah. Um, 
you shrink that and it could literally have the population of Squamish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would make sense. And it's, and it's a population entirely built around fun activities and outdoorsy shit. Yep. And, um, those are the first things that go. Yeah. The first thing that goes is just, it's close to Whistler. It's kiteboarding. It's snowshoes. It's hiking. It's the chief. It's rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the town would be fucked. If it became poor, then all you have is dirtbag climbers like Danny. Not to call him out, but he's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> and, like, you don't want people like Danny, like, all over Squamish in their vans. Like, a whole, oh, God. Jesus. In their vans. In their vans. <laughs> I did just see one down there uh, a couple of minutes ago. Oh, yeah? Saw the solar panels on top. The clear marked sign of uh, of a Danny. Yeah. Danny-like figure. God, what it, what it would be to just be, like, a hot girl with, like, baggy, like, thin pants. You know those baggy... Like Indian, uh, yes, yeah, I know. They're, they're like parachute pants, but parachute also, pants. They're, they're like they're like um, ethnic parachute pants. Ethnic parachute <laughs> pants, I think, is the technical term. There you go. There, there's your the sound bite for the day. Yeah, that's how the podcast is going to start. It's like ethnic parachute pants. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, what I would do to I would just kill to be like a fucking nineteen year old hot girl with parachute pants walking around. Like, oh, which van do I want to sleep in tonight? Yeah, because if I get into any of these vans, just knock knock. Hey, uh, can I stay in your van? Of course. Yeah, I just I did it. I built it myself actually, and like you know, the interior, blah blah. I had my IT friend help me with some of the insulation and the electronics. And- the toilet is also where I cut my vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't be a racist, Gord, against Danny's van. <laughs> I, that, that, that is the one thing that gets me about those. If you had everything in that van aside from the washroom, I'd be okay with it. But I, I do like to stick quite strongly to the notion of don't shit where you eat. And unfortunately, yeah. you just can't do that in a van. You, you've got one room only, and you got to put it all in there. Yeah. And so, it's so hardcore what Danny is doing, but um, it, it sounds... Like, on, on, in theory, if you think about it for one minute, you're like, that's amazing. Yes. Everything is there. I don't need anything. I'm like, I'm detached. I'm free. But then it's like, yeah, it's like everything always smells. Like, it can't not smell. Yeah. And um, because, like, literally, you have your skis, your ski boots, your rock climbing shoes, and they're all within, like, 10 meters cubed, right? It's a yep. very small amount of space here. Yeah, if, if something... Uh, and again, it, it, it we come from the perspective of people that would pretty much never do that right i i wouldn't um but some people that 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 is not too much of a concern for them yeah so and, and it makes sense yeah because danny is a minimalist he forgets he to eat eat he, he he does less with things like he less is more with danny he, yes he gets a lot done with less mm-hmm. for me like yeah it would be a fucking disaster <laughs> it would be <laughs> a fucking disaster here i am um, like in my apartment and I'm, I'm bitching that I don't have enough space for cups and bowls and things. Yeah. And I got I got more plates than a single person needs ever. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a van, I would have very many complaints. Yeah. No. Well, f- where the hell am I going to put my giant servers in this van? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, like, there's so many problems, like... Yeah, refrigeration and and just yeah. Well, he's got that again. He's got that pretty well sorted out. He's got the little the little. Uh, it's like a chest freezer, but it's got a freezer and a fridge section. Right. Pretty 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 interesting thing that he's got. Everything there. is solved. It's just so close to the line. Yes, it's, that it, you you're fuck right up yeah. and you're like, oh, like like you open a window or whatever, or something is open and like water gets in and like it's damp and you're like, fuck, fucked up hard. Yeah. Vegas is the place to have a van. 
I think one of the big things you don't want it with a van is water. Yes. You don't want wetness. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Denny always has to be very concerned with, you know, if we're making a hole through the roof, like when we're running the solar panel lines or when he's attaching the frame for the solar panels to the van, just something that's going through the structure of the vehicle, you need to be really careful. You, you got to plan it out exactly where you're going to put it and you got to refine the edges and clean it up and seal it and do all this stuff because, yeah, you don't, you don't want water going through there because... Yeah, if any water got into that big stack of electrical stuff that we put together, that'd be a disaster. <laughs> it would it would be because it's it, where all that stuff is. Rather interestingly, is a again the big huge power those thick power cables and batteries and solar charger and inverter is above and to the side of a giant water tank. Right. And below where his bed will be. Right. So it's a very enclosed space. Right next to the cucumbers, right below the climbing shoes. <laughs> that's where this is happening. And beside the skis. Beside the skis, right. <laughs> but then, but yeah, there's there's very little margin for error because if something like that, you know, you get some water in there, you get a short, it catches fire, right? And you, that's going to burn for a little bit before you notice it because it's below your mattress. Yeah. So yeah, you got to, you got to be careful with it. Um and, I, and it does make it very, very, very close to that edge. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's it's right on the edge there of, of what you should be doing. I will say that I'm impressed with the fact that, you know, when Danny was first describing making this van, I just thought to myself, like, man, this is so much work. Yes. And I was like, there's no way you can do this, Danny. Like, you, you're going to need help. You're going to need, like, people. You're going to need this. He's like, no, I can do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Danny, it sounds like like a full-time construction job he's like yeah but it'll take me a little bit of time and I'll, I'll move out in like april that's what he said yes and i'm what i'll say that i'm impressed is yes it's taking him a long time but he's actually doing it mm-hmm. like he's, he's he's making a lot of progress yeah he, he insulated the thing he put we electronics that, in there we, well yeah we had that whole 12 hour session that day where we just now we had done all the planning and gotten all the components to it but it was 12 hours that we sat down and put all the electricals together damn the only thing that was missing from that was the ac circuit right but the big parts of that yeah we they were done um and it wasn't done in an unsafe manner necessarily right mm. yeah you could go a little bit further you put some fire retardant materials around it and you <laughs> there's no fire retardant materials <laughs> no it's just bolted to wood i guess danny's fire retardant <laughs> <laughs> well like i said in it's, high school it's right, i was it, called fire retarded as well <laughs> <laughs> it is right above that giant water tank so yeah. I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah. if something catches fire, it will drop through into a big tank of water. So there's your, there's your fire safety. Um, but yeah, like I, I will definitely admit to not thinking that to be possible. Yeah. Not in the slightest. I, I, I heard about this plans and I thought that's not going to happen. That's crazy. No way. No way. Yeah. Um, but he's doing it. Yeah. And now that the electricals are out of the way, that was, he was mentioning to me, that was one of the biggest hurdles, right? That had to be put in place first. So that this could start to become a more livable space, so that he could plan everything else out, because that was that's that's the main infrastructure for this. That's the hardest part. The rest of it is bolting together some pre-made panels, toilets, cabinetry, wood structures, and things, uh, which he was already doing anyway. And it, it seems I feel like it's a bit excessively built. Uh, he could have gone for thinner things to save more room, but it is built. It's well built. Yeah, I mean. There will be a magical moment when he's like driving to whatever Bugaboos or somewhere, yeah. and it's just like him in the van, and it's like the total freedom. Like you wake up and you're there, and you can go and like immediately start doing things. Like I said, I, I would totally do that on a short term, 
and not have the bathroom in there. I'd right. rather go go into like a business or something and go use their bathroom. Yeah. As I, I would hate to have to sink wash, but whatever. Yeah. Besides the point. But yes, I, I can imagine absolutely, you know, uh, up around Penn or Apex where you wake up and you scroll open the door and boom, there's the mountain. You know, you're, 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 you're getting your stuff. You're going, you can go move this and go live in all these different places. There's definitely that aspect to it that is very attractive. Very. You can't deny that. Yeah. Um, it's just, you can't live that short term. You have to make that commitment and, and realize that yeah, it's kind of like buying a place, right? You're, 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 you're in this for at least, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. Several years. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Vans are also kind of a chick magnet. No doubt. I mean. Not that I care. <laughs> Gord, but uh, <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. But um, you know, it's it's interesting because uh, um, in Vegas, you just see all these guys. They're like opening their vans, and there's always like a girl coming by, and she's like, "Oh my god, is this is a van. Is this your van? Is that really? It's every, every fucking time. It's like, yeah, this is my van. Oh my god, that's amazing. Is this like where you sleep? It's like, yeah, I kind of just like I'm like kind of nomad." You know, just kind of like, oh my god, is that a shark tooth with a wood necklace? Beats? <laughs> yeah, uh, I got it uh, when I was actually in Somalia uh, doing something bullshit that white people do when they fucking don't want to go to school for a year. <laughs> oh my god, that's so amazing. I always wanted to go to Somalia, even though I don't know how bad that country is for all those reasons. <laughs> and then I'm just like, can you guys just fuck in the van already? Yeah. I'm, I hate this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> just, just fuck it, fuck just, and get over with just it. Just close the van door on the stupid conversation and and fuck one foot away from the public <laughs> there you go there you go that's the best way to sum up this man do you want to fuck one foot away from the public pretty much if you ever ask yourself is how close can you get to having sex near a daycare the answer is van <laughs> One van unit yes. <laughs> away from daycare. Um, that's a terrifying thought. Yeah, that's an absolute. If you were if you were completely screwed, you could you could do that. That's the, really weird. That that the, set some weird precedences. But yeah. And the worst part is that whenever they talk to kids and they're like, "Listen, if you ever see it, like a man in a van." <laughs> You never say anything to them. And now it's like, fuck, we know that man. We, we, we know we, Danny. We know him personally. He's a good guy. I mean, he's pretty good. We, he's we're good friends with the man in the van. <laughs> we're. Oh, God. You know what? When he gets it done, mm-hmm. get him a box of candy. Yeah. That would be the funniest and, housewarming uh, the day. ice cream sound. You know, oh. the siren for ice cream. Uh, I guarantee you, you can probably find that for like five bucks on eBay or and Alibaba. Some, and some chloroform. <laughs> here's a bag of chloroform sir there's candy chloroform and a ice cream some duct tape sound. and some watermelon flavored lube it's the best flavor that's the only one they had <laughs> and then just uh, i don't know fucking beyblade or something <laughs> beyblade. yeah just fucking oh that is or funny yeah um all right i don't know it's it's good i think we did a good podcast it's 420. Oh, shit. I thought we were, yeah. It's 420, so. It's 420. Oh, look at that. China's trying to hack me. I love that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, don't leave us hanging. Fuck. Uh, this is a fucked up way to end the podcast, but Cheech is in the hospital. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is he okay? Yeah. Um, 
All right, Gord. It's been great having you here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me, Avi. Fuck uh, Vans, Housing Bubble, and uh, anyways, um, it's uh, good. Don't gay something. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck me. (laughs) What did he do?